0: Jared, Jared oh. I always say the word, and I feel like I say the same thing every time. So why don't, why don't you like kick off the podcast in a better way? All right. Well, <laughs> 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 hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Fair Chase Podcast. That's. I was going to say that's pretty close to what I say every time. I that's was hoping you, really you had some see. new idea. And
1: welcome. No, oh, that's uh, how another podcast does it. That I listen
0: to. Um, we just start mid-sentence. Some podcasts do that. We used to do that. Yeah, we would. Until we locked it up. Anyways, we got Ryan here today. Ryan's from Christiansen Arms. Um, actually, normally at this point in the show, I'll do a live ad read. Uh, but I figure Ryan, I'm going to put you on the spot and just let you roll with it and uh, why don't you do the ad
2: read today like what do we talk what's the what's the special right now yeah no i appreciate it so uh of course brian with Christensen arms and we've got a national promo running right now that's a pretty smoking deal so if you go on our website right there on the home page you'll see a banner it's got all the logistics of the program but in a nutshell there are a bunch of our rifles that qualify for the promotion so It's super simple. You go to your local gun shop, big box retailer, whatever. Um, You purchase a qualifying Christensen arms rifle. On our website, we've got a really simple form that you can download. Just put some simple information, fill that bad boy out, and then mail it into us with your original receipt for your rifle. We'll go through and verify the purchase. And then once that's done, we actually take that information, upload it, and then you get an automated email with a gift card code um, and those go all the way up to $750. Uh, that's been extremely popular. We've had a ton of people come in um, and submit their purchases, and it's awesome because it helps you gear up for hunting season. and gets stuff that you really need, and it's not just you know apparel. We've got some awesome premium apparel things like that on our website, but we really wanted to make sure that it had the most value for our customers. So we partnered with Loophole, and we've got a couple different models of Loophole optics on there. Our friends over at Half Face Blades have made some really insane custom knives with our logo etched into them. If you haven't seen those, they look sick. Uh, We got a couple into the office today that I was just oogling. Let's see, we've got Uncharted Supply. We've got some survival gear on there, first aid kits. Uh, Gosh, what else? Mystery Ranch Packs, which is an insane value. A lot of people are taking advantage of those. And then we've just got some awesome stuff that we always keep in stack. So... Um, scope rings, mounts, things like that, as well as Spartan bipods that have always been top sellers for us. People are loving those. So yeah, that runs through the end of October. Um, it's a fantastic promo. Like I said, people seem to be loving that. We've got a lot of great products moving. And if there's anybody that's out there listening, it's on the fence, maybe looking at getting a new rifle that is going on through the end of the month. So go get you a Christian arms rifle.
0: Yeah, that's uh, that's that's a sweet deal. We we're huge fans of the Christensen arms. I actually, you got me. I went to Half Plate Face Blades, and they're pretty sweet knives. Like these are pretty sweet looking, like hardcore looking knives. Anyways, yeah, that's sweet, sweet deal. Uh, we like we we love our our Christensen rifles. I uh, finally that's got awesome. to put it to the uh, my FFT to the test uh, on a moose, which we still haven't released the story of that. We haven't even recorded the story yet. Jared's not even heard what happened on that hunt yet. He just knows that I got a moose. So, yep. uh, uh, I've been living a lie around him for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> so no, that's cool. Yeah. Lots of cool stuff to do, uh, this, this year. Um, and you know, we're doing a lot of it with rifle and hand, so we're excited to have you here. Um, that's so one great. thing actually, I, 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 you know, I'm hoping you, you have some background into this, but, um, you know, as I've done these ad reads for for Christensen, I've been wondering about this like carbon barrel, right? Um, Is that, you guys, I mean, it sounds like you're the ones that came up with that, but like what's, tell me about what car, why you'd want a carbon barrel or or what, what what that's about.
2: Yeah, that's a great question. And a lot of people don't know Christensen Arms actually came out with the first carbon fiber barrel that was back in 1995. So the Christensen family has roots in the aerospace industry. Uh, they were getting into all sorts of cool aerospace components. Let's get you in Zoom there. Um, yeah, and just playing around with with different things, and they're big hunters. So they said, hey, what happens if we contour down some stainless steel and then wrap it in carbon fiber? Um, and lo and behold, it worked. So company's coming up on our 30-year anniversary, so we've been doing it for a long time. Uh, the way that we do the carbon barrel is different than a lot. You know, you'll see some out there that are like a carbon tension barrel. So it's like a sleeve that's actually tensioned around the steel. Nothing wrong with that. It just, I think a lot of people see those and think, oh, it's a carbon fiber barrel. Um, ours are not that. We've got a multi directional raft that's really unique to Christensen and why you would want a carbon fiber barrel. First and foremost, it looks cool. Let's just be honest about mm-hmm. it. It just looks, it looks awesome when you see that rifle, people see the Christensen's and they're like, man, that that looks awesome. Um, extremely lightweight, just like our rifles. You mentioned the FFT flash Forge technology. That's our, our kind of revolutionary new carbon fiber manufacturing process, super light, lightweight, super strong. But some of the things about the carbon fiber barrels is they dissipate heat really well because it spreads the heat out along the barrel. Yeah. Um, so as you're shooting, I mean, any barrel's going to heat up, but they dissipate heat really nicely. And it's I I forget it's like like four to five times stronger than steel um, with the carbon wrapped around the steel. So you get really great strength, great rigidity, great barrel harmonics. I mean, it's just a fantastic barrel. And that's really what helps contribute to, like, our sub MOA guarantee is almost yep. all of our rifles carry a sub MOA guarantee. So they're highly accurate. But, yeah, those are just kind of some of the reasons you might look, look for a carbon fiber barrel.
0: Yeah. You know, you, you made me look, and I don't know why I'm fuzzy right now on my camera. I cannot get it. To, I've been putting my fingers like, that's it's focused close. And look at that. Bl- blurry. Doesn't matter. <laughs> you um, suck. <laughs> I Maybe mean, yeah, I'm just blurry. <laughs> There's like a comedian who talks about uh, Bigfoot and he's like, maybe Bigfoot's just blurry. You know, like, no be. one can get a clear picture. Maybe that's just how he is. Um, what well, you made me look good with the like the sub I'm away. We we got to I, this is not going to ruin the story, Jared, but we get to moose camp and we're just checking our rifles. And so the guy that I'm there with is shooting his and he's stro- I mean, he's having problems with it it's just shooting funny and it, we're not sure if he's it's in his head at some point or if it's hand, his rifle and other guys are shooting it and then it gets too hot and everything else. And so finally they're like, Oh, all right, James, you want to, you want to, you know, head up and take, take a shot to see where you're at. And I'll say I hunt a lot. I'm not like a highly trained marksman. Right. So, you know, as a kid, I was handed a 30, 30, uh, I was handed a 22 at like eight, you know, I, I think I had a 20 gauge available, uh, at um at like twelve, and then I got, when I turned fourteen, I got my my thirty thirty. But that was it. Like I hunted with the thirty thirty forever. Didn't really spend a whole lot of time long distance shooting. So, anyways, I get set up and uh, get my rifle set up, and I shoot. And like, I literally could not have hit more center of the the X. Like literally, it was like you went up and put a pencil through it and it was a lot of it was pressure in that moment because i'm like first of all everybody's watching me i don't know the guides they're like kind of hardcore guides and i'm just showing up you know uh and like i feel like that sets the tone so the other guy was all shook too and i was like man i don't want that to be me and it worked out pretty well so i think it could have just been total blind luck which is fine uh but at (laughs) least it was like one good shot i had to take one shot and i was good um at what That's distance? Awesome. Now you got only a hundred yards. It wasn't a long shot, but it was just like, are you dialed? And I'm like, sure. man, what if I'm not? And then it's like, what a, Well, what if I just suck at shooting? And you know, all of a sudden, everybody knows I'm a fraud here. You know, and like, you know, whatever. And it was just fine. Turns out it was fine. Killed the moose too, Jared. But I'm not going to tell you anything more about that. I know. I was about to enjoy some tonight.
1: <laughs> oh, do you make some? <laughs> I've got it thawed right now. I got a big steak thawing out. I'm gonna. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to do with it yet, but.
0: Nice. I, want to, I want to try a, sous, I want a sous vide line and then like reverse sear it. I want to, I think that's going to be my like first go
2: at like steak, steak, other than when we were in camp it should be pretty good.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: The sous vide's so, the way to go. I, I did my first sous vide backstrap with actually this guy from Kentucky and it was fantastic. Like had that thing going for five hours. I think at like 119 reverse seared that bad boy. And it was like, you could cut it with a spoon. Mm-hmm. i remember With, that book was that the was that the one we
0: shot because just for history for everybody listening we first met ryan he was at Huntwise or calc i guess yep. and uh and that's where how we got to know each other which is kind of cool yeah that's crazy i guess was that a year ago yeah yeah that's yesterday a year ago yesterday i shot my buck
2: that's crazy time
1: flies just a couple of, couple bottles of bourbon and a good campfire and you can get to know somebody
0: yeah absolutely that was a good buck. I liked your. I feel like it's a very, a lot of those bucks look like the one you shot. Mine had a similar kind of tight, you know, kind of
2: high, tight looking. Yeah, I like high look. rack. And it looked even better on the ground. Like I know a lot of people say they get smaller when you get down on the ground with them, but I came down and I was like, dude, this is a good buck. And I remember, if you remember, it kind of had like that, it looked like a growth on its stomach. And yeah. that's why Jake had passed on it and they put me on there. I was like, hey, man, it's my first. First shot with the bow, and then uh, as the guide was taking care of everything and processing it, field dressing rather, he was just like, "Dude, this meat's perfect!" Like that, so it worked out great. That that buck is delicious. It was eating I, well out there in Kentucky.
0: I can't <laughs> believe was that Jake Belinda that was passing on it. Yep, yeah. What yeah, a loser had who passes! I got to get gave, Jake, Jake back We gave back him on here. shit for doing that because he ended uh, he up not even shooting it. anything. Did he not get one? No, he didn't. <laughs> he passed that buck and then ryan went out there and
2: whacked him (laughs) Well, yeah he's 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 more of a diehard hunter i I saw he killed a big elk this year but i was happy yeah yeah, the guy came over and pulled out his phone he's like hey would you shoot that buck i was like of course i would and it was so (laughs) funny because uh i was just sitting in the tree i think everybody was like group texting and then jake texted me and he's like hey be ready he comes from the left and then i don't know 20 minutes might have passed and then here this <laughs> guy comes from the left and and the rest is history
0: that's that, awesome that was a that was a great time that was a fun group chat too because the hunting was hot and it was action-packed every every night it was like boom one down it's like oh yeah you know every night celebrating. It was celebrating
2: it's a good week yeah that was a lot of fun so
0: um, Ryan, in that that time you've been at Cal, uh, from you know you moved to Christensen from Cal-Kamai. Um you know you're kind of in the marketing side of things. Uh, how's it going so far? I mean you're entering an, an interesting market, I would, I would imagine.
2: Yeah, I mean it's really interesting. I if you would have asked me three years ago if I thought I would be director of, you know digital marketing for a firearms company, I probably would have just laughed. You know I'd spent the first. Gosh, decade, 11 years of my career working for a marketing agency and then made a change, went to Calcomai. you know, was doing the boater and hunter safety. And then here comes HuntWise and all these awesome people who love to hunt. And they were like, hey, you got to got to get into this. So, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Jared and I were talking. I my last day with Calcomai was Friday, January 12th. And the next morning, 7 or 8 a.m., I was on a flight to Las Vegas and started my, my career with <laughs> Christensen at Shot Show. My first Shot Show, still pretty new. I mean, like, I've hunted, I've shot before, but by no means am I, or was I, I'm learning, but like, really didn't know anything about guns. So they just yeah. threw me in the deep end. And gosh, I mean, here we are almost nine months later. And I just, I, it feels like a lot longer in a really good way. Because I have learned so much throughout the process, and we've accomplished so much this year, so it's—I uh, would say it's—it's it's going awesome. We've got a fantastic team. It doesn't hurt when you work for a world-class company that makes some pretty incredible products. But yeah, it's just been an absolute blast. And then like circling back with you guys, and you know Jesse and the Grizz team, uh, just like a lot of the relationships I forged, and even just people that Nate introduced me to because he's such a phenomenal networker. It's just cool to kind of get to expand within the space and see what everybody's doing because it's a really fun industry where everybody just connects and supports each other, and yeah. so I'm I'm just having a ball.
0: Yeah, it's it's been it's cool, and I would have, I've been thinking though to to jump into firearms. Like, I feel like marketing has to be different in that category. The way you spend money, I mean, you have a lot of actual rules and political pressures, and like a lot of weird things that you're dealing with. I would imagine.
2: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And even, I mean, you just think about, like, we've got, I think, 137,000 followers on Instagram. And it just, even to get a decent percentage of our audience to see our content, like, we're so suppressed in the algorithm. We'll do some cool collab posts. And they just, there are a lot of headwinds in this industry. And then you, you couple that with the fact that you can't really spend money. There's not a ton of opportunities. You really have to go with the publications and, not to say there aren't opportunities, you can go uh, and have a, a good media budget, but it is—it's—it's it's definitely been a, a learning curve for me, just really understanding like what's possible, what's not, and how do you get creative. And a lot of it just comes back to creating awesome content.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that—and that we're actually excited. We've got—we've got two Christensen films, you know, Christensen sponsored yeah. films coming out. Uh, it's actually killing me to not release them. one Mm -hmm. is it ready and we're waiting till spring which hurts hurts me in the soul and the other one is apparently our our camera guy texted us he's like he goes yeah uh i uh did the first chunk of our video uh film i guess we call it i always call it video we call it films uh the teaser uh, of it He's like I showed it to a few. Uh, what do you say? A small focus group. Yeah. <laughs> his, his weird friends. I don't know who it was. He's. I showed it to a small focus group, and it went over real well, or something like that. And then he won't. He won't send it to us, so I have no idea what it looks like. He doesn't really want our input ever either, until the end, really, because I feel like he's gonna. We're gonna mess up his artistic flow or something. <laughs> I, maybe I will. Shut up, Jordan. Yeah, show us the video, man. No. So
2: yeah no that's that's, awesome i can't wait to see it both of them yeah have you guys have just you've just teased well yeah no 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 you have i think you've sent me the full one from alaska
0: i think i I think i have
2: yeah i think you have no 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 you did because we talked about it and i love the way you guys (laughs) kind of tied everything together in the story yeah and sometimes i just go back and spoil it. it no i'm just kidding go ahead yeah you're good No, I just go back and look at those photos and like live vicariously through that. And then, yeah, I'm, I'm stoked. I have like, other than the fact that you got a phenomenal moose, I know nothing about that trip. Good. It's gotta, it's gotta stay that way for a
0: little while. (laughs) Although don't listen to, I was on a, um, I was on Mark Peterson's podcast Friday, last Friday. And I told the whole story there. So don't listen to that. If you (laughs) want to be surprised, Jared, stay away from that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, so cool. That's cool. That so um, things at uh, Christensen going well. You guys are, I mean, uh, working with some really cool people, like from all over the place. Somebody from like WWE to uh, yeah. you know, like all over the place. How, how are you finding people, or like how are you growing this like kind of unique group of ambassadors?
2: Yeah, it's really interesting. I mean, some of it is just you know, kind of through industry relationships, and then other things are people kind of coming uh, to us. So natalie eva marie who you mentioned wwe superstar she's incredible like total badass kind of just took the hunting world by storm recently came by the booth at shot we met her and her husband jonathan really hit it off they're awesome people um and you know just everybody in the firearm space really wanted to work with them um, and then she went on got into bow as well was on campaigns podcast did lift run shoot um and then yeah, it just circled back. Like we ended up reconnecting and thought it was a great fit. Like she just really loved the brand and we love what she's about and really understanding where your food comes from, really sustainable meat, ethical hunting. Um just a lot of her why behind hunting just really resonates with us. So that worked out great. And then Leighton Vanderesh, Dallas Cowboy, yeah, who uh he's
0: a bad scored man scored a
2: touchdown. Yeah, dude, he's he's incredible. Uh, Cowboys smashed the Patriots last night He scored a touchdown, which was awesome But, you know, he's like a legacy hunter One of the nicest human beings you'll ever meet Um, Yeah, so his his dad, he grew up in uh, Idaho They're big hunters His dad guides like wolf and bear up in Alaska And he's been shooting Christensen for a while And I think his dad actually talked to some folks in the booth And like that just kind of happened organically So I think a lot of it just kind of I don't know, I guess we're kind of a magnet. Like people come around and, and it just kind of ends up working out. And then we've had some other people that we work on some projects with that just kind of like you see people on Instagram or get an introduction uh, from somebody in the space. So it's it's really interesting kind of seeing how all this stuff comes about.
0: Yeah, uh, I got to ask this. I don't know why this came to my mind, but like last we
2: talked, you were working on getting
0: your rifle made. And like, did you get your rifle? Yeah,
2: yeah I did. So I got the Ridgeline FFT. Um, I got the green with the uh, the burnt bronze. It looks awesome. I got. I got that 300 wind mag. So I went out, I still need to get it fully dialed in for deer season down here, but um, got some pretty good groups on paper. I definitely need to work on shooting because you know, you're around people at this company and they talk about shooting a thousand yards so much right. that I'm just like, oh, okay, this must be easy. And I get out and look at a hundred yards. And I'm like, it's pretty far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah i i got that thing dialed in finally threw my suppressor on it which helped out a ton uh, but yeah jared and i were talking i've got a couple whitetail hunts with some buddies around here and i'm i'm itching to get out and let that thing rock
0: dude it's so sweet i, I literally have i have it in those same colors in 300 win mag i i like the what bullets you got i got i like the Barnes, my or at least my gun like the the barns
2: yeah i got hornady um Seth over at Hornady took good care of me. I think it's the I'm trying to think, not the Eldx. I'll have to go back and look at them. They're sitting in my closet, but yeah, some really good Hornady bullets. Yeah,
0: I uh, well, like you say, it's like you people talk about shooting a thousand yards and stuff, Mm -hmm. and like that's like Joe will always be around and be like, oh, you know, thousand yards, I'm so so great. Five inch groups, whatever. Yeah, Yeah. Um, and like. Like you said, having grown up in Michigan, every deer shot I took it, half the time it was running, you know, and it was with my open <laughs> sights, not even through a scope. Uh, and like the farthest, I think the farthest I've ever, sh- I had ever shot a deer was two hundred like fifty yards with a third, that was it. So like at any That's of those shot. long shots, we get to camp, we get to moose camp and the guy's like, well, how sh- far are you comfortable shooting? And I was like, how far are you comfortable with me shooting? I don't want to answer that question because I'm about mm-hmm. to tip my hand and how good I. So, of course, I, I doubled what I could do in a deer. I figure, you know, 500 yards, I could, I could smash a, a moose pretty well. So, thankfully, it didn't come to that. There's a spoiler for you, Jared. Damn
2: it. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy. Like, we'll go to trade shows and stuff, and people come in the booth and, like, oh, check out this mule deer I shot at 600 yards it, you yeah. know, with the ridge line. We had a, a young kid, I think he was like maybe 13 or 14, sent us an inquiry through our website and he had shot a whitetail like 900 yards, which, I mean, I that would be crazy. I'd have to practice a ton for that. But yeah, just the, the distances people can hit from, it's mind boggling.
0: Joe was telling me the some of the best, so he'll do like a volunteer thing for uh, kids, like teaching kids how to use firearms or whatever. Uh, he's like those. Sometimes those are the best shooting, shooters because, like, the kids who have never shot before. So they'll come up. They've got no bad tendencies. No bad habits. No, they're not. They're not like I need to get a bullseye. You know, ten ring or whatever. Uh, or I'm just I'm worthless. They just go out with no expectations, no background, and it's like there's basically no clutter in their head, and they can they yeah. can poke far. You know bar so that, i think that's why jared you don't shoot your bow at all right so you can just have a clear mind when when the time comes is that exactly is that it? are you comparing
1: <laughs> me to a child yeah yeah there we go thank you <laughs> okay i'll
0: remember that yeah fast, Tom, fast, fast. can i go
1: back to that long shot that you said like your longest shot on a whitetail was that the me? shot over the swamp yeah
0: from that okay. really tall stand. Yeah. We, we have this 60 stand. footer yeah i'm not it, it was at least 60. it would take it was like different my uncle built it and it was in a pine tree so it was like sometimes you'd be climbing on pine branches sometimes it was like sticks and sometimes it was like a ladder was up there or screw-ins and so it's like different sets of different things but you know i think i talked about this podcast but i i shot a deer every single time i sat there every single time you basically go it's over a swamp and anytime there's pressure like uh, just deer pile in and so I've always been especially when I was hunting and when I this was built I was like older high school in college and in college and uh, that was when I did not discriminate Uh, if it was a doe (laughs) I'm shooting it every single time I shot we shot so many does uh practicing good you know solid deer management of course um but it was over that spot. Like, you know, Jared, You have you ever hunted uh, actually up there? Oh, yeah. I was
1: up there in, uh, in a small blizzard. I couldn't <laughs> see too much farther than, uh, like, 50 yards. But, yeah, I climbed up there. It, to, it took a long time to climb up there.
0: It did. And it was would, scary.
1: There's no lifeline. You just hop into that thing. No
0: lifeline. You need, like, three lifelines connected, you know, <laughs> <laughs> just one long super lifeline. You you'll, long... just,
2: you'll just hit branches and kind of, it'll all break your fall.
0: Yep, that's exactly. What I, that's what I assumed would happen. Eventually, like, uh, a bow would catch you, like, 10 feet down below you, and it just kind of nestle you. So I, I felt always pretty safe up there. I, I'll say this, and I'm not condoning this behavior because it's bad and just, you know, whatever, but I never wore a safety harness up there. I, it was one of those tree stands that was so tucked in and it had that bar that went in front of you, you know? The gun rail. So I, I, yeah, the gun rail. Thank you. Uh, I I would literally just crawl, crawl in there. And it's like I had my my big camo onesie. I'd throw on when I get to the top, and it was my, life was good. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was where I shot it. What's your longest shot? Crazy. Either me. Of you. Yeah. What's your longest shot on an animal? Hundred yards, Jared. A couple hundred yards, probably. Dude. Um. 50 50 yards is your with a gun yeah yeah that's that's i mean yeah even last year that one <laughs> you smashed you, yeah dude that was a close shot too you know what you're just a bow hunter man you're a bow hunter living in a gun <laughs> gun hunters world that was with the old uh 556 five, last year <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. some people will frown on that but i was it was, it was a heavier grain <laughs> Boy, you want? You it it were committed to tr-
0: making it happen.
1: Yeah, I wanted to try it. People, people said, "Oh no, it'll kill a deer," and other people were like, "Don't ever do it." It's like, well, I'm going to do it, and it so worked just
0: fine. Just smashed them. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's, it's the funny. I get that. There's not a bet. Yeah. There's no. There's not a better way to just like. Yeah, I mean, Jared, you've been gun hunting. You're you're what 30s? Almost. You're turning 36. You've been gun no, hunting dude, since I'm you're a
1: fresh 35.
0: F- oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, you're May. No, oh, you're 36 now, aren't you? No, I'm 35. Oh, then I'm 36. What? No, you, I'm 35. No, you, you, no, you're right. You know, we're 35. Anyways, that I can't believe that that is a really dumb conversation. So you've been hunting for whatever long time, twenty some, twenty years, we'll say. Then you've the longest you've shot at deer, and you, you've hunted a lot, is 50 yards. I, I mean, right? Yeah. So I guess in order to have that 100
1: yard shot, you're you're hunting a field edge. Right. Right. And I've never had, you know, opportunity to hunt on private land to offer me that type of shot. So most of my shots are in a dense northern Michigan woods where I've got, you know, 50, maybe 60 yards if you can poke through like uh, some some lanes. But other than yeah. that, I mean, it's that's all I've had. If we were in Alaska, we could have possibly shot a bear at like, what, 280?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's funny, though. Even when we go west, like i went bear hunting in montana and i shot mine at like 70 yards you know yeah uh the moose was 100 yards i don't know you you would think it'd be farther but i don't know but yeah but again most of the hunting we do is in michigan and,
2: and that's just thick swamp there's nothing there's just like no longer no long yeah. distance so well, that's what jared and i were talking about before you jumped on too it's like Texas hunting is different at least mm-hmm. the type that I have come into I mean I'm two years into hunting and you know you get feeders down here and you get your you know your elevated blind set up about 100 125 yards away and that's really what you're looking at you know because yeah. most of it's just kind of like either you've got a spot maybe you've got your lease or you've got a buddy or somebody who can hook you up and get you out there and it's kind of dialed in so it's just funny how different hunting is and that was something that you know i didn't really know a whole lot about but like where you guys are at the hunting versus where we're at versus you know where our headquarters is out in utah is a complete different animal i mean they are four or five hundred yard shots or like Normal. that's the norm
0: yeah yeah if you think of a guy in 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 a plaid red plaid and the thick woods that's michigan like that that classic that classic look is is basically what we're dealing with um Yeah, when you're in, are you having like are are people pretty like generous with uh, hunting permission in Texas? Like, is it pretty easy to be like, hey, you know, can I hunt your land?
2: You know, I've never actually asked anyone. Like, I just I've gotten lucky. Like, one of my best friends has a lease down in Central Texas that he's been on forever. He's like the sole lessee, lessee, lessee now. Yeah. Um, so he goes out there and he's been hunting with his dad and then he's got three boys actually just had twins again he's 50 i think he's about to be 53 got all the kids out and then went ahead and had twins again which is fantastic so that's
0: gonna be Jared by the way no this is Jared he's gonna go for six no i'm, not <laughs> I'm going for
2: five is <laughs> that enough get a get a hockey team plus a backup that's i almost right. do i almost have a starting lineup that's crazy but yeah so he's he's got land out there and then like my sister and soon-to-be brother-in-law have some acreage east of dallas and you know he chase sends me some pretty cool trail cam photos and he's actually got me into hog hunting as well which now that you want to talk about access that is a way like if you were to go out to a farmer landowner somebody just because of how much damage those things do, I think you would have a lot higher success rate if you went and said, hey, got a hog problem, let me you know, come out with a thermal and take a couple off the property. But you know, I, I know people do it, I just don't have any experience. But that being said, with like 90% of the land private, if you like to hunt and you find people who like to hunt, the chances of you getting an opportunity are, are fairly high because that's what people just love to bring their friends in, especially like, for me, when people are like, oh, you haven't hunted before, or you're pretty new to this sport, like, they're very accepting and kind of want to bring you in. So, you know, to get out, it's it's not super hard.
0: That's a solid strategy. Jared, let's go to – our strategy should be going forward. We're kind of new to hunting, and we just want to try it out. Can we, like, hunt in your land, you know, and, like, see what happens? Dude, he just walked right in front of me. Didn't even know what yeah. I was doing. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Uh that's sweet. Yeah, hog hunting looks really good. Really fun. You you've been doing it's that a fun. little bit more it looks like. Did you do it re- fairly recently? I thought I saw.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean you can get out and do that cuz it's year round and like there are no tags. So you don't even have to have like hunter safety certification. <laughs> um which is crazy, but yeah, I mean they're just so pervasive, but that was actually it was pretty funny. this order of operations there. So we had our Calcamai Christmas party. And then the next night I drove out to, uh, it's not quite East Texas, like an hour and a half half east of Dallas and Chase and I were hunting. And at the time they were building their house. So we were sleeping in a yurt, which was pretty funny. And so he and I were walking around all night scanning, didn't really see anything. And we had put some bait out into uh, kind of the middle of this hayfield. So we get back and we were getting ready. He's got an old 1500 that his brother just left. And he's like, here, just keep this truck here. And he pulls the fuses out so like none of the lights on this thing work and we'll just creep around the property and dude it's it's a thing of beauty. He knows this property like the back of his hand so it'll be fully pitch black and we're like cruising through the woods. But anyway so we were about to jump in that thing and he's like you know let's just go scan one more time. So we're scanning with the thermals and all of a sudden you just see this blob in the middle of the field. And he was like, come on, let's go. And it was like, <laughs> for us, it was really cold. It was like 29 degrees. So we stalked all the way out there and got to about 40 yards. And it was, I mean, sure enough, it was a big hog. So I ended up shooting that hog and we went down. It's like a 150 pound hog. And at that point I was hooked. And then yeah. the, next, the next day I got up, drove two, two and a half hours. Yeah, it was about two hours and 20 minutes back home. And then my buddy, Neil, came and picked me up and he went to his lease and I shot my first deer the next day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you've been doing well. And like that, mm-hmm. I mean, you jumped in fairly late in life, but not really. And you, uh, you're catching up like fast, like the deer behind you. It took me many years to have anything like that on my wall. Many, yeah. many years and many hours
2: of disappointment. <laughs> yeah, no, thanks. I mean, I, that was lucky. I mean, I was lucky that I had that opportunity to come out with y'all and, yeah, just to, to have that deer come out and make the shot with the bow. That was pretty exciting. And, yeah, got a, another. It's funny, in that first trip, when I, I got my first whitetail, which was super small, I, the first shot I ever took at a deer, I missed. I got, I mean, yeah. fuck fever, dude. My heart was beating out of my chest. I was shaking, shot and missed, and we found, like, a little tuft of hair on the ground. So I just grazed it, no blood or anything. And it was a pretty good-looking older six-point Well, last year we go back, it was like full rut and me and my buddy Neil, like jump into the blind. It was like three o'clock in the afternoon. We'd gotten some kind of ranch chores done, get in there. And all of a sudden these two does come flying out of the back, like probably, I don't know, 30 yards away from the feeder. And lo and behold, here comes that six point, like out of the woodwork, chasing these does. And I dropped him right there. So I've actually got him hanging in my office uh, (laughs) back at work that's i've seen him in the back uh i've seen him talking to you before hanging out behind you yeah yeah this one's definitely a lot nicer but that one's kind of a fun story
0: i've got a couple like that that are not not like giants but it's like the the way you got them is kind of cool you know yeah um yeah we what we need to do is introduce you to like a true northern deer camp style thing We haven't, he's probably never, you've never done that, right? I mean, you got to do, it's a, it's a Michigan, you know, cultural thing, man. Michigan deer camp, like there's a PA has got one similar and so does like Wisconsin, but I mean, Michigan is like true blue.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, I would love to get to get you up and you can get a crack at a or Maybe if you see one. so we're giving them away Uh, yeah Yeah. that's basically where we're at now we're gonna we we have a podcast coming up on the just for listeners here uh on the uh deer the quality deer basically deer in michigan will be coming out soon we try to do one of those once a year and we've got one coming a recording coming here soon which i'm excited for because uh you know there's a lot of interesting things that michigan does in relation to its deer so
2: Yeah, so what's the deal with that? Not to go down like too deep a rabbit hole there, but like I do hear it's like it seems like it's a lot of doe hunting up there. Like, what's the deal? Are there just not a lot of bucks, or is that kind of part of like how they manage the population?
0: Uh, I would say a couple things. I think it people tend to, to do that about Michigan. I mean, Michigan's not that bad. I mean, it's not as good as a lot of other states, but a lot of guys. Who don't have success or whatever will say oh there's just no bucks out there it's like no there definitely are they're just hard to find and they're you know uh, but Michigan has a history uh, and a culture of shooting bucks anything with antlers and not shooting does and um, so places like up in the UP or up north had like a, a tradition of like really great deer hunting like Fred mm-hmm. Bear you know spent mm-hmm. a lot of time up here up up north and like a lot of a lo- lot of good stuff there's a, a specific gas station on the way to the UP and I'm not kidding every, people who are in <clears> Michigan you, it's shocking how many people know of this gas station I don't even need to say where it's from or where it is but it's got walls of these giant whitetail right so the problem was everybody would shoot whatever deer and it was we would kind of mismanaged our population for a long time and so uh at this point we had some rebounds, especially in some areas, uh, due to some antler point restrictions. Um, mm. so, you know, you can only shoot something with like three in the side or four. We were kind of hunting in areas that were all four on the side or bigger. Um, and that actually worked really well. Um, and the quality of the deer that we saw was like jumped huge. Oh yeah. Um, oh, that's cool. But we've since reversed it and now it's gone again. So, uh, <laughs> And it's so gone, had, and, and now you can have, what is it, up to 10 doe tags you can get? They basically up doe tags, which we need, uh, in my opinion. Definitely need to, to manage the doe population because there is a high one. Um, but, you know, they they basically said they did that antler point restriction as a test to see if it manages um, CWD. CWD, mm. yeah. And which doesn't make sense for how CWD works to – it, whatever. Uh, that's neither here nor there and they said well it the end the um results were kind of inconclusive i had talked to somebody on the phone for like an hour about this um at the dnr and um that they were like well it didn't work so we had to take it away i'm like well you know we, I, I tried to debate with them. i don't know why i was debating at that point the guy had no control over anything he was just reporting information but i was upset and i was passionate about it you know and so uh yeah anyway so the, the long and the short of it is, we've not managed our deer particularly well uh, for a while, and so our hunting is not as great as it once was. But it's better than it yeah. was before; a lot better than it was, in my opinion. At least where I'm hunting, um, it's it's definitely better than even growing up. Um, so, well, I I yeah, still it's- think it's a lot. A
1: lot has to do with the uh, you know the hunting shows and everyone showing like hey, on um, you know in public areas there's are there are big deer out there and i think a lot of people like shooting big deer whether or not they want to admit it or not if you put a small buck or you know uh, a up open young or a Boone and Crockett buck out there i mean you're not going to you're not going to shoot the small buck everyone likes shooting big bucks whether yeah. not whether they like to admit it or not so that argument of people you know i just want them to meet i don't know i
0: just shoot a doe I, then man
1: yeah i have a bad argument or I have a bad taste in my mouth for people who say that just because, you know, if you, if you really are a meat hunter, then you won't shoot any big bucks, right? If there's one out in front of you. Yeah. Hunt, I mean, the, the bigger buck is going to have more meat on it than what a doe is. So yeah. why not just let that that deer mature a little bit more? I don't know. Kind of going down a little rabbit hole in my head, but yeah. But it's, I, it's hope, cult- I hope it's, that made sense because in my it's head it's cult- just burning hot.
0: But it's what <laughs> culture is. It's like you go shoot your buck. Like if you've ever seen the movie Escanaba in the moonlight, yeah. you ever seen that? Ryan, you ever seen that movie? I have Jeff- not. We're gonna uh, have to watch it at Deer Camp now. We're gonna have to watch it. It's Jeff Daniels at his finest, mm-hmm. and it's about the he's a buckless youper. He has never <laughs> shot a buck, and it's about it turns. It starts as like a funny. Like comedy a little bit, and then it turns so so scary, man. It freak. I when I first watched it, it freaked me out. The DNR that comes to the house singing "Sweet Low," singing "Sweet Low," uh, "Swing Low, Sweet Chariot." yeah anyways you're gonna you will watch it at deer camp but i mean the guy in the movie is a buckless uber he's never shot a buck and it's like he walks down the street and people are laughing at him like Boom. you know yeah yeah he gets booed and stuff kids yeah. in the bus are smacking the windows laughing at him hey buckless uber hey buckless buckless. so that that i mean that really is true of like culture in michigan it's like you don't shoot a dog you just go shoot your buck for the year and yep. um that hasn't been
2: so great for us yeah, that's interesting.
0: So we have strong opinions about that. We talk about it quite a bit. For our, th- those are episodes that are generally geared more towards the Michigan viewers. Some <laughs> guys like, will occasionally look on like where people are listening from. It's some some random country or whatever, and it's like, well, this uh, podcast was not relevant for that person, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, yeah. Love it. So you got you got some deer hunts planned this year, Ryan. What else? You got
2: anything else fun? Yeah, that's really it. So in terms of me personally, just probably, I don't know, I I would love to think that I can get three different uh, weekends in, but pretty exciting. We've got some cool content projects coming up. I can't say too much about the one, but we've got a hunt coming up. Actually, I'll be there two weeks from today and uh, kind of on the border of Colorado and Wyoming. Um, so we've got a couple folks going out for an elk hunt and we're doing like full-on photo video just going to capture a lot of content and that's at a world-class ranch which I'm really excited about which kind of talking about like how things come together was just really interesting one of our ambassadors met a couple guys from this ranch at an archery event made an introduction and now we're bringing people up there to go on an elk hunt so pretty (laughs) funny how things materialize and then earlier this year um, we connected with an incredible woman her name's chris cook husband mike cook they're super involved he's a seal Um, they're very involved in that community like super supportive of of everybody in the military anyway they've got a bunch of different programming that they do but chris kind of put together a whole it started with archery and then spilled over into rifle it's basically supporting gold star wives who's you know, husbands oh, yeah. unfortunately lost their lives and so they're kind of going through a healing process and really kind of like wanting to put themselves through something challenging something similar to what their husbands went through and so got to go out there that was just absolutely unreal being able to present these women with the rifles and you know we had their husband's initials uh, engraved on the barrels and talking about half-paced blades like Arbedo was out there helping them get dialed in it was pretty surreal and so all of that is culminating with a whitetail hunt in georgia at the end of the month so i'm flying out there they're going to go through and do a white tail hunt and then next year they're doing an archery uh, elk hunt like full-on horse backpacking in hardcore so this is going to kind of be like the this you know stair stepping up to that so i'm really looking forward to that That's honestly one of the most the most meaningful project i've ever worked on in my career um so yeah a couple really cool things happening and then jared and i were talking like before we know it we'll be at shot show and western hunt Safari club like it's just time's flying
0: holy cow yeah and you'll be that'll be you'll be a year down at that point (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's crazy (laughs) yeah it's a cool project though uh that's yeah i kind of i saw you had been posting about it you had mentioned it to me um a little while ago and was looking forward to seeing that so to see like take it further is cool really fun to watch yeah there'll
2: be there'll be some cool content we'll have like a full (laughs) film uh but we'll have like some teaser stuff coming soon because chris has a big gala that's actually going to take place on the uss midway out in san diego so it's it's just a phenomenal cause and it was something that when she kind of approached us and said, Hey, if there was a rifle component, which y'all want to get involved. And it was just like, yeah, where, how do we get involved? So it's, yeah. it's been really, really cool. And I'm just super blessed to have been able to work on that. That's so cool.
0: Yeah, man. And you're making an impact. I mean, since you've been there and so there's been like a new kind of just change in what you guys have been even putting out and talking, how you talk and to the, the market and it's been fun. Um, so we, we appreciate what you're doing and, um, for everybody who's listening who wants more information from Matt Christensen, follow you, see what you're up to and, and all the stuff you're putting out, where, where can they check you out?
2: Yeah, so I mean, christensenarms.com, you can check us out on Instagram at Arms or on Facebook as well. Um, really starting to ramp up, at least you won't see it just yet, but more content for YouTube, we're going to be doing more blog content. We've actually got a podcast um, that'll be kicking off here in the next month or so, so like I said, James, we'll be hitting you up for some <laughs> some advice here on do's and don'ts and all of that. But yeah, just uh, that's, that's really the best way to learn about us is hit the website. We've really been doing a lot to try to improve that and tell more of the brand story and educate on the things you said, like why does carbon fiber matter? What are the benefits? And, you know, stuff like that. And then, of course, things like the promotion, just really trying to help people out because I know Money's tight, so we really feel good with that promotion and just helping people get as much value. It's like you're going to invest. Go ahead and, you know, we always joke buy once, cry once. But if you are going to make that investment, might as well get some extra stuff with it.
0: Those bipods. Check out those Christiansen bipod. The, can you get a bipod with your your?
2: Yeah, your yeah, mm-hmm. get yeah, those, okay. man. Those are sick. Yeah, those things are. Yeah, the Spartan bipods at Valhalla Oh my god, so sick that that on anything but like when you pair it with the modern precision rifle it's just like game over that yeah it's filthy It looks so good that's actually the next purchase i make is going to be an mpr my brother-in-law got one in 65 creedmoor and he's like shooting 500 yards on the side of his property he's like dude this is the best gun i've ever owned and it's it's just stupid accurate
0: those six fives man they're they're cool i mean there's like a lot of debate hot fiery debate about them but like there's a reason
2: why every, like so many people love them they are
0: like a very shootable very accurate
2: rifle yeah yeah the 6.5 creed 6.5 prc is a super hot round as well yep. people love the 300 i mean jesse got one of our uh our rifles he got his in seven prc i and that saw thing that is a i was freaking hammer yeah that's a sweet <laughs> and sh- sweet rifle do you see that odd ad he shot with it in West mm-hmm. Texas? And then he went out and did work in Africa. Like he's 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 heating up with that thing.
0: Yeah, he's he's got the body count on that thing. Actual body count. <laughs> Actually it counts as an actual body count. Yeah, it's we just wait till Jared gets through deer season though. You're gonna see you've never seen so many pictures of him standing over dead does button bucks. <laughs> Lethal. <laughs> yeah, just a couple of button bucks. But if you angle the picture right, it looks like a doe. So <laughs> just leave <laughs> that. Guys. It's a little editing. Just round out the nubs on the top, and you're fine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> QDM editor. QDM quality gear management. <laughs> Hashtag quality gear management. And just you round out the head, make it a slick head. Oh, that's sweet. Well, Ryan, thanks for for coming on today. Um, appreciate you guys yeah, and what for you're doing. Um, I will say, like my my FFT is like my by far my favorite rifle I've had. Yes. Um, shot shot 100%. a few over the past couple of years, especially kind of ramped it up as I get a little older and. Um, really like the, the lightness, you know, and just how well it shoots. So yeah, huge fans, keep keep it up, keep doing what you're doing. Um, Mm -hmm. and everybody go check Christensen out, uh, give Ryan a follow and, um, listen again next week. Thanks. We'll see you soon.
1: Awesome. Thanks.